Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Jose, so good to be back with you. I'm glad to be with you, no doubt about it. Yeah, and Jeff, you're here with the three of us again with lots of topics, right? Yes, sir. Life is good. All right. Well, um, the, the last podcast was fantastic. Uh, for those that have not heard it, go back and listen to it, especially if you've got a young family in your life, whether they're your kids or just people that you know. It's a financial checklist for young families. And today you guys are almost piggybacking off of that. I don't want to say it that way necessarily, but uh, you guys are talking about blended families and the financial considerations before and after the wedding. Because there's a lot to consider there when there's existing kids and there's all sorts of other things that are introduced into the situation besides just a straightforward marriage, correct? Well, I tell you, it's a great topic. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, you think of different families. I mean, they come in all different shapes, mm-hmm. ages, sizes, you know, and it creates a lot of challenging opportunities when it comes to divorces and blended families and uh, especially with property ownership, inheritances, estate planning, personalities. You know, it's kind of uh, really across the board. I read something the other day that said in the United States about 50 percent, and it's, this is terrible, but 50% of married couples uh, divorce. Uh, it's actually the sixth highest yeah. divorce rate in the world. Jeez. And uh, subsequent marriages have even a higher divorce rate. It's 60%. And uh, the 73% of third marriages end in divorce. Mm. So it does. It creates this very emotional, financially devastating, it can be, and just creates a whole lot of uh, sets of challenges and planning considerations that we have to take into consideration when, you know, we have kids from prior marriages and debt issues and credit issues and property issues. And, you know, so it's a very important topic that, you know, unfortunately is a fact of life. Well, we've got a list of five things that we're going to go through today. And as always, the gentlemen are going to provide this as a resource on the website. We'll talk about that at the end, or we'll give you the, the website information at the end. Um, but they have a, a tremendous amount of resources, a ton of podcasts to listen to. Um, so please go check those things out. Uh, you start your list off today with open communication. You know, any good relationship, being open and having good open communications is, is really the most important thing. Uh, sometimes in couples, it gets a little difficult because you always have the emotional aspect of it. But, you know, the reality is uh, it's, it is best, especially with second marriages and, you know, so forth, to have those discussions, to have financial discussions before getting married, to kind of just talk through, all right, hey, what was your experience? Uh, if you could have done it different, what would you have done different? You know, if, if what are the things that are important to you? All right, here's what this what's important to me. Here's what I want to have happen. You know, if something happens to me and, and for my kids and inheritances and things of that nature. And, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's how do you just open that communication with your potential spouse? Uh, the more you can put things on the table, the better. Um, and sometimes it's better to have or engage someone else like a financial planner just to map out how those obligations and debt, you know, occurs uh, with spouses and and future spouses. You know, I would add, 
Go what ahead, I was going to say, I was just going to add on that. But, you know, asking the hard questions, sometimes it's, it's hard to ask each other the hard questions, but having a third party involved uh, brings that out, which is a, a good thing. Yeah, and I was going to ask, I would assume, and maybe I'm wrong, but do you think it's, uh, is it different depending on the ages of the kids when the family is blended? So let's say there's a family that they, they get together and they've got one kid from previous marriages or whatever the situation is, and they're both young children, maybe two and three years old or four and five years old. That changes the dynamic of what you need to discuss as far as um, you know, inheritances and, and all these other financial considerations compared to if you get together and the, the kids are maybe mid or late teens uh, because there's not as much time to have them as part of the family uh, raised together. Do you, do you see what I'm saying there? Is there? Do you see that difference? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you see it across the board. I mean, you see it sometimes mom or dad died, you know, and then mm-hmm. uh, a number of years later you have uh, one of the spouses remarry or, or just, you know, an ugly divorce. Um, there's so many different family factors and dynamics that go goes into that. You know, and it is. It's a delicate situation, especially when you have young kids in the house. You know, if they go through something tragic or yeah. they go through a couple of years of just fighting in the house and, you know, so there's so many different factors to, you know, that create such an emotional response um, in these situations that, you know, you almost have to take a little bit of a step back and kind of walk through. If you were to look at your life and what's important based on your experiences and, you know, what you want out of life, what does that look like? What's important to you? And then, you know, you've got to give the, the spouse a, a equal time or really just pull it out of them so they can lay out what's important to them and the way they see things and then kind of pull these things together because when kids are little, you know, they're not self-sufficient. So there's a lot more, you know, security. There's a lot more protective considerations. I mean, it's just a different thought process compared to, you know, having kids that are young adults that are self-sufficient, that are starting families of their own, you know. So it's it's such a difficult, you know, experience for everyone to go through uh, that I think it just, you know, you have to start, you know, somewhere and and uh, that's really just open communication, trying to get everything out in the open, get everything on paper, and then thinking through worst-case scenarios. Something happens to you, what does life look like? All right, mm-hmm. what is everything that was built prior to you guys uh, getting married? What do you want to have happen there? And then, all right, uh, at this point going forward, you know, what do we want this to look like? And, you know, especially when there's businesses involved and past inheritances and insurance proceeds. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but it's 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 one of those tough, tough scenarios to walk through. Yeah, it's, it's reality in a lot of cases, and, and you want somebody to walk through it with you. Uh, uh, Jose, I know that obviously when two folks are getting together, they're already adults. Um, whether there's kids or no kids, you know, credit scores and debt are a huge issue with any marriage, and I would assume that it's, it's even more so if they're previously divorced because of things maybe the spouse has done, the previous spouse has done. Yeah, and that kind of puts you in a... In a- a big challenge going forward but you know one one thing i think we covered in the last podcast you know love is blind and i, I always wonder what that statement actually meant but when you fall in love you look at the strengths and uh, you never look at the weaknesses but once you get married we have a tendency to focus on the weaknesses and that kind of damages the relationship in my opinion based on my experience uh, and then also trying to change somebody. I mean, it's, it's some person's always had the habits there. We just overlooked it. And uh, sometimes it could be spending habits. And, and so, yeah, credit and debt is, is very important. And uh, I think Jeff just, you know, there's you got situations where one, one parent has two kids and the other one had two kids from a previous marriage. And then 
they had one together and uh, I think really laying it out on what it, you know and what if one passes away what do you want to have have happened to each ch child uh, it's really you really got to think through what you want to have happened to your estate uh, and credit scores is a big deal because it does prevent you from buying pr future property and sometimes downsizing uh, kind of can go a lot of different ways yeah uh, but reducing debt and I think the number one cause of divorces is financially. So if you can reduce debt and, and be at a place where you keep your credit score up, I think that helps a lot. Yeah, let me, you know, and, and just to reiterate, subsequent marriages, unfortunately, has a 60% divorce rate. 73% of all third marriages. So it's, 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 you know, it's just a reality check, and I think it's just definitely fair, you know, at least just to have the conversation. You know, if you're going to buy a property together and build a life together, just to go in with one foot in. Not not the relationship. I'm just talking about finances. And uh, it, it is recommended uh, that I've, you know, seen in books and studies. And, you know, maybe it's okay. Let's have an account together that we're going to pay bills and share bills and take care of whatever the case may be. But then let's have, all right, I've got my account. All right, you've got your account. And it's okay to keep things separate. What are the things we're going to keep separate? Uh, what are the things we're going to share together? And then, all right, what steps do we take to build a life together from this point going forward? But, you know, those, that communication and uh, just making sure that those plans are kind of built together, um, it's critically important. Because unfortunately, you know, especially with the credit scores, I mean, some marriages, when they do end, they end in financial despair mm -hmm. and uh, the ability to buy cars and buy houses and uh, property and things like that. You know how the world is. I mean, everything's based off of credit. And, and I would add real quick on credit. You know, sometimes the husband has the credit uh, and the wife does not have any credit. So, you know, sometimes having your own credit cards or your own things titled in your name is is an advantage if you're you know responsible and yeah and uh, you want to you want to kind of pave the way to where you're not uh, strapped down and i say i know that you mentioned you know when you were talking about credit scores and, and debt you mentioned property ownership and that's something that jeff you and i have spoken about before even offline uh, about different things and you you have on your list property ownership and beneficiaries and, and then in in some parentheses here you have soul and joint so what do you mean by that jeff yeah, I mean, there, you know, there's two types of personal property in a marriage. There's sole or, you know, separate property. And then there's joint or community property. So, you know, sole property is what's acquired before the marriage. You know, separate property. Uh, maybe from de uh, death or divorce of their previous spouse. Uh, maybe from an inheritance from a mom, dad, uh, and uncle. But it's important to title those assets and just keep them separate. Uh, you just keep them in your name. That way it identifies it as separate. They're not commingled. Uh, so that way it just keeps everything nice and clean. You can put uh, and change titles of those properties or especially with accounts to where maybe upon death it's a transfer on death agreement to where you can list who you want it to go to. But it's just very important that you keep those identified from a titling standpoint as uh, separate and just not commingled. Just to add to that, you know, a lot of blended families they kind of want their own plan so you know just in case something did happen in this relationship uh, based on their experience in the past that we see a lot of couples that you know i'd like to have my own plan 
uh, just to know that I'm okay if something worse was to happen. And then the mail says the same thing. So having two plans and then having another plan together is, uh, I guess it gives a peace of mind knowing that that both of them are independent and, and they have that type of relationship that where they feel safe based on their, their past. No doubt. So safe and secure. Because one of the big mistakes that, that we see all the time is people are very quick, uh, make sole or separate property into joint property. And then when you can combine it, then it becomes joint and community property. I would add on that, you know, the old Cinderella story, you know, where, you know, if you have two kids and the other uh, parent has, I mean, person has two kids and you get married and then what happens when one of you pass away and then they get remarried and we've seen situations where they indis- they disinherit the other kids. I mean, it becomes a mess and I think that people don't intend it to be that way, but having your own game plan sometimes is a safer way to go that whatever does happen to you that you know that most people that we visit with they want to keep their money down the bloodline at least they're part of the money and it goes on to their kids and it's very important to them so just having that good communication we i know we started off on communication but but what do you really want to have happen uh if something did happen to you uh, with your kids and then you've got their kids and then you've got kids that are together so it does take planning and i think that when you have good communication that's going to give you the peace of mind and you'll start taking action moving into the future Jose, that's a great point now now what do you do about lands and, and property and things like that oh it's you know i had a situation a few months back that uh second marriage uh, a couple were in their 60s they've been married for 20 years so good marriage good relationship however at the end of the day, the, what was important was for, the, for her to be able to uh, stay in the house, stay on the ranch. It was about 1,500 acres in West Texas. Uh, but ultimately, they wanted to make sure that the land stayed in the family and went to his kids. So if you think about that and put that in perspective, what do you do? You know, so that kind of goes back to the conversations around proper estate planning and making sure that, you know, we get our wills and trusts in order. And, you know, some scenarios you may need to create a life estate to where I, my spouse is able to live there. She's able to live there for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years or the rest of her life. But uh, in the event that it's either sold or uh, she was to pass away, then the land is to stay in the bloodline and pass down to his kids. So we, we've seen that quite a few times. We've also seen situations to where we needed to create an equitable uh, value. So maybe the, uh, the property and, and the house and so forth goes to the spouse, but we're going to take some of the estate and maybe buy some life insurance to create equal value in order to go to kids through inheritances and things of that nature. So I think those scenarios, you know, carry the common thread is, you know, just good communication. What do you want to have happen to, you know, the estate and to the assets? Uh, and how do you take care of the, the new spouse? And how do you take care of your kids and keep things in the bloodline? You just have to think those things through. Uh, put on paper what's important to you, what you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, sometimes it's just getting a professional to sit in the room with you just to help you think through some things that you may not otherwise have considered, especially when taxes are involved and mm-hmm. stepped up in basis is involved and, you know, probate and uh, things of that nature uh, is involved. Well, getting a professional involved is just smart because as a consumer, we don't know the questions to ask, right? I mean, that, and that's what you guys bring to the table. 
You know, when Jeff just mentioned taxes, if you've got a large estate, and we find that a lot of people ask themselves, you know, how much is enough for my kids? And how much is enough for my spouse first? And then how much is enough for my kids? And then what am I going to do with this excess money? And, you know, there are charities and things that they care about they've been involved in or they want to give back to the community. So just thinking it all the way through and uh, connecting the dots really gives you a peace of mind. And and I think both sides feel heard and understood. And I think when you feel heard and understood, you, you tend to take action in, in, in an inspiring way instead of a kind of a needs-based way. All right. Well, that brings us to number six. And I think that this kind of ties into the things you've just spoken about, uh, insurance and protection. You know, the thing yeah. that immediately comes to my mind is the business that we were just talking about earlier and when Jeff talked about land. Sometimes you have family businesses that, that have three kids and one is working in the business and the other two are not. And if something happens to you, then all three wants to be divided equally when one of the children actually helped you grow your business. And it, and so it becomes a complicated situation, sometimes causes a lot of infighting, even amongst you know, stepkids. So it, it, it is a complicated situation as far as, and that's where life insurance, and sometimes, you know, what is life insurance? It comes up with money when you need it the most, when somebody's gone. So sometimes it, it fills the holes to where you can keep things going uh, without having taxes force you to sell your property or force you to sell your business uh, and put you in a situation where the family just breaks up. Hey, Jeff, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it's important to just revisit, uh, revisit all your insurance coverages, uh, revisit your wills and trusts and power of attorneys. You know, I couldn't tell you how many times I see life insurance policies that, you know, people take out 10, 15 years ago that was appropriate at the time. But with all the changes in, in, in the insurance world and investment world and interest rates and you know, that may not be appropriate for the current time. I couldn't tell you how many times I still see beneficiaries of ex-wives and ex-spouses on old life insurance policies and old retirement plans. But I think anytime there's a change in a family unit, uh, anytime there's a change in family status or situation or, you know, goals and objectives, it's just very important that you do look at uh, insurance, what protective measures are you putting in place, and just make sure that not only are they appropriate and they fit the times, but also that uh, these things are titled correctly, uh, beneficiaries are specifically named. That way we can avoid as much probate and keep things as private as possible, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, uh, you know, these blended marriages, I mean, people are getting married for a reason because they love each other and they want to build a life together. Uh, we just see some of the things that happen on the other side. So as long as there's good communication, people are on the same page and we've got a plan to, you know, make sure that from a worst case scenario, everyone's taken care of and feels safe and secure and organized, then it's just better all the way around. Absolutely. That's again, I think it all harkens back to communication like you started this podcast off with. Um, guys, for people that want to get the resources that you have, can you give them the website again? Yeah, it's uh, www.felicianofinancial.com. All right. Guys, thank you so much for your time today. Another great podcast. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. You bet. Always enjoy it. All right. And our last thank you goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose.
Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Lion Street Financial, LLC, LSF, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Lion Street Advisors, LLC. Feliciano Financial does not offer legal or tax advice. Tax and legal services offered are separate from the services offered through Lion Street Financial. Please consult the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.